How are you doing, folks? And welcome to The Green Machine. We're not live tonight. No David, unfortunately. He got roped into a bit of work for once, uh, Martin. So it's just uh, just Martin and I tonight on a pre-record. But look, we'll, we'll have a bit of fun all the same. We're not live. You can't see our beautiful faces. But to be honest, Martin, probably for the best, isn't it? Yeah, a bit of a blue weekend, this one. Oh, don't know what that well, means. But uh, oh, yeah, oh. no, very, um, yeah, very kind of strange week. You know, coming to the end of the season, we, we look, we've got to focus on Irish football now and uh, not worry about the club club stuff going on. It's too, too depressing, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, it's a very difficult one for Martin and I to take. Because, of course, Liverpool lifting the FA Cup over the weekend. Quevin Kelleher, big congratulations to him. And um, Martin and I say that through gritted teeth we must say yeah. but look great to see i mean i saw something this morning he's won the he's won the world club cup hasn't he he's won the champions league he's won the fa cup he's won the league he's won, he's won a lot of things hasn't he now obviously he's only played about three games in between but look it, it all counts he's part of that squad he's part of that mentality um from an irish perspective it's great from every other perspective it's a bit yeah. painful <laughs> it is painful i mean look you gotta say that he's got He's getting brilliant experience working under one of the best managers, you know, yeah. that we've seen, I think, uh, in Klopp, um, even just like working on his mentality and things like that. And he did contribute this year with the League Cup. So, mm-hmm. yeah, through gritted teeth uh, and very resentful of the situation that's going on with Man United. Yeah, look, well done, Keller. Fair play to him. And, and yeah. you know, he's going to be really positive joining up with this island squad now. So, absolutely season for our goalkeepers he'll be, be in great form and hopefully uh, not celebrating a quadruple <laughs> yeah god yeah yeah just for any liverpool fans listening um <laughs> i don't think he did win the club world cup didn't he stay behind and play in the fa cup but uh, so apologies apologies to anyone i offended uh by saying he won the the club world cup but yeah i think i think he stayed behind didn't he to play in the fa cup now another young player that i suppose the big focus of the conversation tonight is on james collins in a relegation James, battle with James, Burnley. James or Nathan? Uh, how many times have I done this now, Martin? How many times have I done this? <laughs> we're, not ta- we're, we're not talking about the legendary Cardiff City and Luton Town striker, yeah. James Collins. We are actually talking about Nathan Collins. And I want to apologise again. Two apologies already. See what happens when David goes. Yeah, exactly. These kind of things happen. And just remember <laughs> to send your hate tweets to Friendly Rebel um, on, on Twitter. Very, very important. Um, that that you do that. Actually, no. Do you know what, Martin? Send your hate tweets to Lansdowne Road. He's not here. He, ab- he abandoned yeah. us. Yeah, well, I can't speak really. I've 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 fucked off for two weeks, so maybe I'm not in a position to. Yeah. You know what? Send send your hate tweets to Lansdowne Road. I think that I think that's the best outcome for everyone. But but Nathan Collins, not James, not James. Um, Nathan Collins, centre half for Burnley, uh, not the legendary striker for Cardiff and Luton. Um. Burnley looked good as gone, Martin, didn't they? And then this young lad starts playing, getting a bit of a chance. A lot of it down to the fact that, um, you know, Ben Mee and, and James Tarkowski had their fitness issues, but essentially now getting a chance because Ben Mee is now the, the manager. But, my God, we've some player in our hands, aren't we? We saw him up close uh, only a couple of months ago. Yeah, I'm, I do like him. We've got his presence about him, hasn't he? And, and you know, you know, his game... And kind of traction he's getting, the support behind him now playing games is the complete contrast to where Shane Duffy is at the moment. Yeah. He's not getting a look in at Brighton. Um, and so it's going to be a big, big interest really of how he kind of comes into that Ireland squad because he should certainly be in it. And, you know, is, is, is Stephen Kenny going to change things and give him a chance in these four games? I think we'll be using the squad quite a bit anyway in the four games. So I fully expect him to play. 
but yeah, look, you know, he was a nominee in, in the uh, April Player of the Year, uh, Player yeah. of the Month for, for the Premier League. So yeah, fantastic to see it. He's only 21. It's just ridiculous. Like, we're just so blessed at centre-half at the moment and, and he can give balance and everything to it. Big presence, playing against top, top players and doing really, really well. So yeah, he's, he's you know, that was a tough game for them, Bernie, the other day, losing one of Spurs. Yeah. Um, and he, he did, did you see his well. see his interception? Yeah, from Harry Kane. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Like some of the stuff he can do. He, he's he's about six foot four, but he's he's so mobile. Like look yeah. at the look at the celebration he did a couple of weeks ago. The knee yeah, slide, exactly. The yeah. jump to knee slide. Now he probably did both of his cruciates there, but um, <laughs> but I mean, just to show the mobility of the guy, he, he's excellent. And I mean, the the interesting thing with him is. You have so many young centre halves, don't you? Like you, you've James O'Shea, you've Andrew Mobamadele, you've you've so many lads coming through, and and there's you know there there's a plethora of lads in the under twenty one squad as well. You know, Aaron Aaron Cashin has been doing really really well for Derby. A lot of lads playing first team football. I remember watching him under Stephen Kenny, and I think um I think Connor Ma- it was Connor Masterson. Sorry, Stephen Kenny owned, uh, when he was with the twenty ones rather, and Connor Masterson and Darrell O'Shea was kind of the preferred uh, partnership. And Collins came in for one game and he was, he must have only been about 17. He was definitely a couple of years um, under the grade of under 21. And I remember watching him and I remember thinking, this guy's the complete package, isn't he? Because you see these big bulky lads, like you see, you see the likes of Shane Duffy and, you know, very, very good in the air. They're very, very strong. Um, you know, they're very, very hard to get past. But mm. what struck me about Collins was his distribution, you know, his passing. And then, uh, the game against Lithuania. Now, it was an awful game, wasn't it? But he actually got man of the match. But the, the thing that stood out to me about Collins, he played on the right-hand side of the back three. And he was getting forward. Like, he was he was carrying the ball out. He was he, he nearly ended up in the Lithuanian box a couple of times. So he, he's very comfortable carrying it. Like, he's a very, very accomplished dribbler. Very, very good passer. Um, even, like, some of the long ball stats. I was looking up um, some of his stats before the before we went on recording. And, like, his, the, the successful long balls he hits, not that we really play that under Stephen Kenny, but but his distribution from from far or, for, or from long has been excellent as well. So he's, he's just an all-rounder. There's something different about him, though, Martin. Just his demeanor, his mentality. There, there's a sense of Gavin Bizzuno often where there's this utmost professionalism where you just feel he has the mentality he's got the attitude and he's got the personality to really play at the top. Yeah, I agree completely. I think that that's where it is with him. You're not hearing anything off the field about him. You see a focused footballer, a focused young lad wants to do the best that he can do for his club and country. And look, it's going to be the full benefit for us from that. And, you know, I, I like scrolling through tweets and stuff, seeing what the feedback's been about his reviews, especially like when he's playing high profile games like Spurs was, you know, you're hearing other you know fans who are watching on Sky are yeah. raving about him as well, which is all the, all the better for his profile. Um, you know, and like we're we're very very blessed at that position at the moment. And in front of like the likes of Kelleher or Bazuni, whoever's going to get chosen, I think it's probably harsh me leaving Travers out as well there. Um, yeah. But you know, we're really really strong for our whole spine of the team. And you know, we were we've been reliant on Duffy for a number of years. Really like Shane Duffy, brilliant. But like this is now a new batch coming through. It just shows you how strong we are. And I think it's all the best for us. He's like the same size as Duffy, isn't he? And he's about yeah. 10 years younger than him. But his distribution yeah. is so much better. His, his comfort on the ball is so much better. Like he, he's going to come in for Duffy or, or Coleman, isn't he? Like that, yeah, That's a no-brainer. He has and to. I, I, think, I think he'll be a threat for set pieces as well, which, you know, in international yeah. football, you have to remember that's a massive factor. It's not about that's our only hope. Those days are gone now for us. That used to be our only hope. 
watching Ireland that we'd have a set piece and we'd have Bro Duffy up there and yeah. even Doherty was kind of perceived as a threat, Egan. Like we do score goals from set plays um, and, you know, with his height and stuff and physicality, he's definitely going to be a threat there. So it's all the better for us. He wasn't, it wasn't that long ago he was linked with Man United, so... Yeah. You never know. Like, I mean, I think no, you never know. No. Like, like, like people are saying, I think it was Kenny's kids who we saw it a lot on, on, on the green machine, but they did say, um, they said something along the lines of, we talk about prospects. This guy's no longer a prospect. He, he's the real deal. Yeah. And as I said, it's, it's that, even that entry he did after the Lithuania game, you just get that sense. It's, it's, it's an elite mentality. And the, Gavin Bazoon is the same. Like they have elite mentalities. Darrow Shea actually, I, I think is very similar. He's been unlucky with yes. injuries, but yeah. but you hear these guys, you just you track them and and they are different. Like they are very, very different to you know a few lads who, who we might have mentioned on the on the podcast before and guys in years gone by who maybe have, have been touted as you know potentially world class and just haven't really come into it. So it's 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 very exciting. It's very exciting. But I I building nicely, yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to be playing Champions League football within the next five years. Personally, I, I, I think he is. He's just, he's just, just, just an all rounder. And the thing is, when when you see him getting recognition in England, because we we do look through at things through green tinted glasses, Martin. Sometimes don't we? Like we we do overhype a lot of players, and yeah. and that's just us, you know. That's that that's just our mentality, and that's just the that's just the nature of it all, isn't it? But there is something different about this, and and the fact he was getting you know the player of the month nomination. There were some people tipping him for the the young player of the year. Um, to be not not to win it now, but to, to be nominated. Mm. Um, now, obviously, he wasn't, uh, mainly because he, you know, he's really only played um, a handful of games before the tail end, where where he's gotten a huge amount of of game time with Ben Me getting the job, getting the manager job. But you know, he's he's one of these players who we could be looking at in the next few years, saying he is that world class player that we have in our team. But I mean, look, it's it's very exciting, and it's something that we have to we have to keep an eye on for sure. Now. Something that maybe isn't as good, particularly particularly for you, Martin. Um, Callum O'Dowda has just been released <laughs> by mm. Bristol City. How are you doing, Martin? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, and I'll get over this one. Um, it's an interesting one. I was I was looking at this, and you actually brought it to my attention. And yeah, look, he's yeah, sorry, sorry to break problems. that news to you, by the way, Martin. Yeah, God. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting one. This because he, yeah, he's look, he's out of contract and stuff. I could completely agree in a way that he's been released because he, he does have these injury problems and stuff. But I think Pearson did like him there. And I think it's a case of there was kind of a view that from Bristol fans that I saw online that, you know, the, he's someone when he is fit, he can play in so many positions and then perhaps they would yeah. extend a contract for him, but at reduced wages, which I think they've done with some of their other players like Wyman and stuff like that, who actually scores a lot of goals for them. But I can understand it being released because I think there will be interest in him. If he gets himself fit, he's definitely a good level at the championship at best and um yeah i mean why wouldn't you take a punt on him he, he's he, he's definitely there to you know might just rejuvenate him completely the injuries very hard i think for a winner sometimes a winger sometimes you know that you you, you know you can you, know, you can be easily be subbed can't you you can yeah you can, you can just mix it up he's attacker oh, we're going to do this now we're going to go defensive you you kind of change the winger um they're kind of first port of call sometimes and I think I, I know I often go back to it that Martin O'Neill really trusted him. Um, very, very young then as well, come through just 21 when he came through into Martin O'Neill's thoughts. Plays, I think he's played 27 games for Ireland. He's, he's 23, not, Martin. 23, there you go. I should know that. You, you should go. know this. But um, but I would the point I would make is he he um 
you know, he's he, he's been unlucky as well with injuries. Ireland have missed out on a lot of squads, even the COVID close contacts and things like that. Yeah. He missed out on. But even um, even do you remember the the Portugal match? And obviously we were we were sitting beside each other and we saw him warming mm. up. And and as you were checking out his arse, um, <laughs> there you noticed the the big scar down his his hamstring. Yes, yeah. So obviously there was you know he must have had surgery and and different bits and pieces. So. It, it is an issue. And and the thing as well, because he does have those, whatever, those 23 international caps, even though he's not really, I wouldn't say he, he he's an active international, but I mean, he hasn't been in the squad in a long time. But, you know, that, that could, that could attract teams because he's a free agent. Now his contract, that could be an issue, mightn't it? Because he's got those, those international caps that because it's inserted in there that he's mm-hmm. got whatever meant to caps, it, it, it might, it might demand a bit more of a wage, but the fact that Stephen Kenny actually started him in his first game, he was on one wing and Aaron Connolly was on the other. It kind of showed that he was in his thoughts, didn't it? You know, he he sees something good about him. He sees something technical about him. Like he was he was ahead of James McLean in the pecking order for for Kenny because um, he's just more technically good. But obviously McLean has overtaken him and the injuries have been a massive issue. But he just needs to get a club, really, doesn't he, Martin? And and, and he could get back into the, the squad. But Mark Sykes has actually gone to Bristol City. He He's a free agent as well. Um, obviously, got called up to the squad in March um, for the first time. You know, he switched allegiances from, from Northern Ireland. Had a really, really good season with um, with Oxford United. Um, he can play in the wing. He can play in centre mid. So it looks like he's going to Bristol. And there's a lot of things popping up, um, you know, on different websites saying that O'Dowda might actually replace Sykes at Oxford because that's where O'Dowd has started off at, at Oxford. So what, what do you think of that one, Martin? Because, I mean, look, it's a drop down to League One. They're, they're yeah. a very, very nice team to watch, an excellent team, Oxford. But um, well, I'd just be interested to get your thoughts on that one because you, you've I seen quite a lot be, of them. It'd be disappointing, I think, if he goes back now, this time in his career, that he goes back to Oxford. That's where he came through, to be honest, and, and yeah. absolutely brilliant for them. Bit of a legend, scored a goal in the playoff final for them. So, you know, they, they do love him at Oxford. Sometimes I think there's some view that, you know, they thought he went a bit too early or he was a bit yeah. greedy going. But, you know, I don't know why. Maybe it's a smaller kind of club that you you think, oh, homegrown and you should never want to leave. But, um, you know, he did want to better himself. I mean, it's interesting. You know, it didn't really work out from Bristol. I think, you know, he, he had a lot of he had a lot of interest. Even Leeds were interested then at one stage and he ended up doing a, uh, a contract extension. And I think one of the things that probably impacted him with the Bristol fans in a way was that, he he was an international player, um, yeah. injured a lot though for, with Bristol, so they weren't really seeing it at Bristol. And then, you know, he'd go off and you know he'd be in in the plans of the island manager, picked, pl- declare himself fit, possibly play, might pick up an injury again. And so he's kind of had this real interrupted kind of service for Ireland in a way, and more so for his club. So when he's you know extended his contract there. I don't think that was really popular as well. He was kind of perceived as being quite greedy that Leeds were on the lookout for him and stuff like that. He was linked with a few clubs. He did extend the contract. He then got injured, not really played much for them. Um, he's he's deemed, I think, as a very safe player. You know, I think what actually got the attention to Martin O'Neill ages ago was when he was even, he nearly, very, very nearly went to 2016 Euros. Um, yeah. He was the 24th he, he man. Trained, yeah, he trained with them, didn't yeah. he? He was on standby, um, yeah. And... I think if he had gone, you know, like I just think if if he, you know, he was perceived as an international player then and, and stuff, and I think he just really trusted. I think actually what got him in the attention of Martin O'Neill then, it kind of when he got his move and stuff, he just started playing a bit more safer and stuff. And but I think where he is 
um, very, very good is when he's played in that kind of front free where on the right, perhaps, or even on the left, you know, he he had created assists and stuff in the past, got a man of the match, I think, against Poland a few years ago. Like he's Um, very, he's a very direct player. And like, I'd be very critical on Martin O'Neill with his international development, let's say, because if if you... If you look back to when he was playing with Oxford and, and a lot of people would have been tracking him and there, there's clear, like, look, I, I, I hate judging a player off highlights, but mm. if you if you look at a highlights reel of Colin Wood out at Oxford, it's all direct. It's all him just, just um, you know, long balls him and he's just beating the man, isn't he? Or he's, he's just very, very direct and excellent delivery. For Ireland, he was played, I think, as a number 10. He was played kind of where Wes Houlihan used to play in, in behind the striker. Yeah. And that, that just didn't suit him, you know, because, because he, he needs to be running at teams. And then... Then O'Neill started playing him on the left-hand side of a midfield three, um, like as a central midfielder. And again, that there, there's more of a burden on him to, to kind of pass it and to hang on to possession where where you need him is similar to, to James McLean, where he's just being direct, where he's yeah. just allowed to run at players, where he's just around, allowed to run the fullback and beat a man. And, and we've never really seen him do that for Ireland because O'Neill was playing the diamond, wasn't he? You know, when Odell kind of came through, and then then he switched to the you know the five at the back, the real mess. And and Kenny, um, to be fair to him, he, he's probably the only manager with Ireland who's actually played him in this position because Mick didn't really give him a twist either. So, and, and even at Bristol, Martin, I mean, he's he's been playing as a left back this season or a left wing back. So he's he, never he really nailed in a position. Yeah, but but that's why he's perfect to to sign if you kind of take take away like the, the all right the contract stuff and stuff. He's an international player. He's definitely worth a punt. You know, bringing him in now yeah. on a free transfer, um, get him fit. He he's so adaptable in many places. In a way, I'm not saying he's as good as Robbie Brady, um, but like he's a little bit like that's the way his kind of career's going. He's just got injuries now, but he can play left or back. He could play on the left midfield. He can go in anywhere basically. Yeah. Very similar kind of profile, I think, in a way. Um, and it's a shame, really, that it, I hope it doesn't dwindle out for him because he is young. He can. You know, maybe flourish later on in his career if he can sort out the injury problems. Because um, I think there is talent there, and I like it when he is direct and stuff. I think he's quite clever as well. I think what managers seem to have with him is they trust him that their kind of tactical instructions are going to be followed by him. So yeah. sometimes, in a way, it kind of set him backwards a little bit because he was just so he looked quite kind of rigid and he, he's, I'm doing my job. He's so disciplined, basically. He's very, very disciplined in what he does. But it might not be the most exciting thing, and we cannot can't understand watching him that he's a very exciting player. I think, and then you see, well, actually, oh, why is he playing safe there? He's keeping the ball now and stuff like that. And I think that's what Martin O'Neill used to do for him. Like even he used to draw a lot of fouls. I remember that game in Denmark yeah. where he drew fouls and things like that. And because he, he, he was the big gamble in that game, wasn't he? He to, was to yeah. start. Yeah, I, I want to see him play with a bit more freedom and stuff and be excited again. And I think that's possibly where he was playing at the level with Bristol. When you're playing quite a rigid system as well, defensively, sometimes you see him getting up and down and stuff. You know, he's had some high moments again with Bristol, but they were just too fleeting, sadly, yeah. just with the injuries. And I, I do hope it works out for him. A really nice fella. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I could see the potential there with him and I hope it does work out. Yeah, I, I think he's got, I think he's going to end up somewhere like Rotherham or Sunderland go up somewhere like that. You know, I think that's going to be a realistic move for him. I can I really see him. I can see him ending up at Rotherham for some reason. Even the likes of like oh, Benny, though, where you say, well, I, mean, I think he just needs to be somewhere where he's going to be loved and let him just play again, you know, and really enjoy his football again. Play for, can play you for know, the team you coach, Martin, yeah, if, yeah. If, if, he, if he wants to be loved. Walk into it. Um, really loved. Um, but no, <laughs> I think uh, he, I, I just think as well, you know, I, 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 I kind of think of the psychological, challenges for footballers like I think for him as well um 
you know, he's looking on and seeing like Ogbené coming in and that was him basically in 2016 coming in, making a real massive impact and it's not really worked out for him and it's just the enthusiasm. And I think he did have all that. I just think it's quite sad in the way it's the injuries. And, you know, like when you're a kind of fast or perceived to be a fast winger and you that kind of thing, I, I think back to like Ryan Giggs and the problems he had with his hamstrings early on. And, you know, maybe it's a case of the injuries and the treatments of those injuries haven't been the, the highest level. I don't know, obviously, but I just think... Um, maybe he's taken it to heart as well too much some some of the criticism of, of him by Bristol fans they've never really got behind him I don't think um when that kind of was you know that view that he was trying to get a move and he was really highly fancy that time when he wanted to when when Leeds were looking at him because I think that was the same time I think they were looking at Dan James as well who they yeah subsequently yeah. have now signed for Man United so um just shows you though like very similar actually Dan James you know it didn't work out for Man United it went to a very high level and again, he started playing very safe there. And that's what I think can happen to these wingers. They they kind of have to come into a structure sometimes of being quite a little bit like Man United now. Elanga is very similar to that. He, yeah. He jumps on the scene. He's really exciting and he's got no discipline. And you start knocking that off them. You have to you be know, quite technical. Yeah, you have to be quite technical because a lot of a lot of them, um, I hate these terms, like, but a lot of uh, Premier League teams will use inverted wingers, won't they? Where where yes, the left yeah. left footed player playing the right hand side and vice versa, and and Odell is just too direct for that, and a little bit one footed in a way as well. So that's just yeah. to bear in mind. Just moving on there, another player released by his club, David McGoldrick. Uh, repl- uh, where is I suppose on Sheffield United? They're obviously in the playoff against um, against Nottingham Forest when they if they go out or if they get promoted or whatever. McGoldrick is going to leave. So, you know, he, he's done exceptionally well, Martin Hassan. I mean, he's, he's come from being a free agent. He did a trial, apparently just scraped the trial and got in, got, got them promoted within a year or so and did play Premier League football. I mean, an obscure one, but, you know, he, he can be very happy with his accomplishments at Sheffield United. Yeah, I think, he, yeah, he's done very, very well, hasn't he? But I, like, I mean, you look at his international record and again, this is a rewritten history, this one. Um, 14 caps for Ireland, one goal in six years. And we had people calling out for him to get back into squads and stuff. It was, again, yeah. there's a number of our Ireland players of his kind of ilk who I think we have, like Daryl Murphy, didn't score enough. James Collins, I'm going to be a bit fair on him. Probably, I think there's a little bit more to him as a player. Not, not, not Nathan Collins. Not no, Nathan no, Collins. No, James <laughs> Collins. Um, and I was even looking at... Um, the Clive Tilsley 1994 World Cup, you know, the, the commentary chart thing today. I've got it in a prominent position uh, somewhere in my <laughs> office. And uh, I was looking at that and like Tommy Coyne, you know, 31 years old, went to the World Cup and, and ran his nuts off, to be fair, in, in, yeah. in the giant stadium. But again, just a striker has to score goals. It doesn't matter. And that just shows you some of the systems we played. And yeah, I, 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 think can't, it, believe, I can't believe I, he only had 14 caps. If, yeah. If think between six years, that's incredible. And well, yet he was in, in his our main best man form, very in, late on. In his best form, he wasn't getting picked. So he, he had a great season at Ipswich with, with Daryl Murphy. And he set up half of Daryl Murphy's goals and, and Martin O'Neill just didn't want him. Like, and in his defense, I think Martin, like, the first couple of games he played for Ireland, he played in midfield. He played he played in midfield against England. He played yeah. in the in the kind of the tip of the diamond. Um, and he was there as a creative player. Like he got two assists in his debut and he was playing in midfield. So he really only played about five games as a center forward. Uh, and he scored in one. He had a disallowed goal in another. Um, and he probably should have scored in the do you remember the game against Georgia where he rounded the yeah. keeper. So so he he, yeah. he probably in, in the five games he could have had three goals. Now he didn't, but 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 I think um 
you know, for, for such an obscure journeyman who, who had a, a, you know, more, more clubs than Tiger Woods at the start of his career. He did very well to end up in the Premier League and then um, didn't have as much of an impact this season for Sheffield United. But I mean, he's, um, he'll, he'll leave with his head held high. So just yeah. incredible to have, just looking at something there. I mean, he played 14 times for Ireland and he got the player of the year. That just shows you yeah. how far we've come now under Stephen Kenny that, you know, the player who plays that, for so few games, you're not going to be getting that. That's you when know. we were averaging about one shot per, per game, yeah. wasn't it? Like, I mean, I mean things are pretty guys. things are pretty grim. Just another yeah. couple of bits of news. So the, the championship team of the season was announced since we've been on. It was nearly a week since that. But uh, Daryl Lenehan uh, getting in that. Mark Travers missing out. So Luke, uh, Luke Nichols, rather, of, of Huddersfield Town got in there ahead of him, even though he got the Golden Glove Award. So just a little bit of news there. Paddy Madden um, of Stockport County, of course, formerly of Bohemians. Um, also formerly of Yeovil Town, where he played in the championship. One cap for Ireland back in 2013 against Wales. He scored 25 goals this season for Stockport. They got promoted into League Two from the conference or the Vanarama League or whatever it's called now. So well done to Paddy and Mark Kennedy, ex-Ireland player. So we've, we mentioned him actually on our 2002 series. He was meant to go to the World Cup and sadly had to pull out. He's after getting the Lincoln job. So Stephen Bradley, Shamrock Rovers manager, of course, was linked with that job. It did go to a, a fellow Dubliner in Kennedy. So, um, you know, he's got uh, he's got Adam Scully there. So another Dubliner. I mean, he, he was actually born in England, but has a has a Dublin accent somehow. Um, Scully. So, you know, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how he gets on with him. A fellow winger, of course. Now, I suppose to wrap it up, a um, couple of bits to happen this, uh, I suppose, on this day and on this week with respective years. So on this day in 1993, so uh, 29 years ago, or sorry, 1994, my God, brain fart there. So this day, 1994, so 28 years ago. So Jack Charlton announced his 1994 World Cup squad. And I'll just run through it really quickly. So Packy Bonner, Alan Kelly, Phil Babb, Dennis Irwin, Gary Kelly, Alan Kernahan, Paul McGrath, Kevin Moran, Terry Phelan, and Steve Staunton. Midfielders was um, Ray Houghton. Roy Keane, Jason McIntyre, Eddie McGoldrick, Alan McLaughlin, John Sheridan, Andy Townsend, uh, Ronnie Whelan, John Aldridge, Tony Cascarino, Tommy Coyne, and David Kelly. So um, that was this day 29 years ago, not 28 years ago. And on this week, 20 years ago, Saipan happened. <laughs> God. So so the 16th, so actually on this day 20 years ago, we played Nigeria in a friendly. We lost 2-1. So we put that up on the page earlier. And of course, um, that was the last game before we went off to the World Cup. But but we flew out, I think, that night. And um, yeah, within a week, Roy Keane had gone home. So uh, yeah, strange, uh, a strange on this day slash on this week back in the day. But we are going to discuss that during the week, aren't we, Martin? We recorded yeah, we our are, Saipan yeah. episode and... I mean, David really doesn't like Roy Keane, does he? And you really love him. That's it. I love Roy. And he, you know, he has he has a lot of sympathy and, and um, you know, he admires some players who I would sometimes question. Um, <laughs> that's where we clash. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you do follow Dave on uh, Twitter and stuff, you'll see his loving for certain Liverpool Irish legends. And I use that word loosely. um so um yeah i do have a bit of a problem with that but dave bottled it today uh that he was dave knew this dave knew knew you were coming from happen he knew it was going to happen um but yeah 
So, yeah, the, the, the Roy loving for me continues. I'm not like, you know, I'm not saying that Roy was right or anything beside Pan, but um, yeah, like Roy, I think he's a legend, one of the best ever players for us. So, um, and I've seen he's, he's now off Instagram, isn't he, or something? I've yeah, I was that. just about to say, yeah, he left, left Instagram last week. A lot of people speculating it was because he got the Hibs job, which doesn't seem to be the case at all. But um, yeah, he's, he's, he's gone off. He probably just had enough of it. Um, yeah. probably timed it well on the 20th anniversary of Saipan. Yeah, uh, so I mean, maybe he's maybe he's doing exclusive on that, and that's what it's going to be. You know, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, not with us, sadly. Nah. Actually, probably nah. better off. I don't don't think David would have would have come out too well from that, would he? <laughs> yeah. it could have been an Alfie Harland. Oh too. Jesus. Two footer, two footer. Yeah. So just to end, I suppose the show, it's not really Irish football related, but it is football related. So Jake Daniels of Blackpool. So 17 year old from Blackpool, born in Bisham, England. Um, he's the first player in over 30 years, first footballer in over 30 years uh, to come out as gay. So nice to see today, isn't it, Martin? Because it's it's in an age. I mean, we in the female game, there's been a, a lot of girls have come out. In yeah. the male game, it just does still seems to be um, a very, very difficult thing to do, whether it be pressure from the dressing room, whether it be pressure from the media, whatever it is. Um, but but nice to see that happen today, isn't it? It is. I mean, this is amazing. Um, and yeah, it's a really good story. This, um, like you said, it is common and more common in the, in the female game. Um, and, you know, they don't get any stick for it and stuff. It's, it's fantastic. So um, which is which is obviously right, and and yeah, look, there was speculation that it was going to happen during the week um, that I read, and yeah, to see it happen today, young guy like this, it's going to inspire a lot of people, you know. And mental health is so important these days, you know. A lot of young people now playing all different sports, they really have a strong mindset and think about you know their their future and stuff, and they should be able to be themselves basically, yeah, and and be accepted for that. And yeah, fair play to him, and I hope it all goes well look it's going to inevitably be on social media some idiots talking crap on it yeah. um but look the, the stuff i've seen is really really positive so far and I, hopefully he's going to encourage people to um to if, if, just to be true to themselves because look it's, it's that's the world we live in now isn't it like it, it's it's amazing that we're years on from like J- justin fashion who was the first uh player wasn't he to openly do so and yeah. you know he had a lot of troubles himself and um sadly and and i think it's just crazy that we've evolved so well much but we haven't really because it's now taken to today for jake daniels to make this incredibly yeah. brave kind of thing for sure because there's been a few players who, who, who did it when they retired like robbie rogers i think the the mm. american player i think he played for leeds and thomas hitzelsberger so a lot of people remember him from from aston villa he used to score absolute screamers didn't he like he used to score a lot of, lot of long range shots he had a a thunder of a boot in him, but he he waited till he retired. So it's 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 great for um for the young guy there at Blackpool, and, and hopefully, it's um it's an inspiration to to young guys and of course young girls as well that they can um you know that they can be a comfort with their sexuality regardless of, or not if they're playing football or if they're if they're just going into a workplace or going into school or whatever it is because it's um it's an important message and from someone who has a uh, you know the potential to have a a decent platform to do so which is excellent so we're going to leave it there um as always send your hate tweets to lansdowneroad.ie um very very important we are going to be back during the week with our saipan special that's recorded already so we're hoping to re- release that on wednesday and you can hear um martin shamelessly defend roy Keane and david absolutely tear into him but look that's that's the way it's always going to be so we'll leave it there and until next time take care Oh,